presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, a sports gambling podcast by betters for betters, connecting you with the brightest, sharpest, and most electric personalities in all the sports gambling industry. So as always, pull up a chair, open up your mind, and get ready to receive knowledge you won't find anywhere else. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. This is Wise Words. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people. Joining us for season two, episode 10, the finale of the Wise Words podcast. Hey, it may be the end of season two, but it's not the end of Wise Words. Stick around, season three will be coming right around the bend. But before we get to that, we have one hell of an electric show on tap for you here today. As a matter of fact, it's the first volume two of a previous guest that has already joined us on the show. You might see us with him from time to time already. Who's to say? Who am I? What do I know? I do know one thing, that I'll be bringing him in shortly. But the first man I gotta bring in joins me on every single episode of this show. You know him around these parts, my friends, as the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and folks you cannot forget around this time of the year. Quickly, hopefully, we can get pitchers and catchers reporting. Maybe the MLB season gets canceled. Who knows? But my friends, the TTL crew's resident Southsider himself, Mr. Riley, or Max Magnuson. Partner! How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing absolutely fantastic. It is uh, on our side of things. Time of recording, Monday afternoon. I'm feeling fantastic, dude. It is Super Bowl week. I uh, cannot believe we are finally here. We, uh, we, Our guest today, we must like this dude if this is our first uh, 2.0, my man. So I won't waste too much more breath on my uh, soapbox over here. I'm feeling my, uh, pretty damn good myself over here, dude. How about you? Ah, spectacular. It's a beautiful day to be alive. The rest is up to me and the I choose to spread positivity. Uh, Super Bowl week. Can't believe it either, my friend. The uh, first official 17-week season flew by like a fart in the wind. The here and gone. Uh, can't believe that happened. Can't believe we're already talking about Super Bowl. Speaking of that, we will have plenty of Super Bowl rabbit holes to dive into here today. We're going to keep it a little more high level. We're going to talk about current sports markets. We're going to be talking the value we're finding, the current sports that are on tap day to day. Instead of uh, learning about the uh, guest of today and kind of his general processes and, and, and his sports betting advice, now that we're... Uh, I say close friends at this point in time. We'll keep a little more high level, have some fun here. So without further ado, you you know it wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be an episode of this show if I didn't do the next thing that I'm about to do. So my friends, joining us for the 10th and final episode of season two is a man that at this point in time, I know I can speak for Mags. We are more than honored to call our friend and uh, one of our most entrusted confidants in the industry. Uh, Stumbled upon him 
few months back, few, he had been a couple of months now, and uh, now you see us frequenting his daily show, the Midday Market Report, on Thursday, me at 1, and then uh, Mags on Friday at 1 as well. If you don't know who we're talking about, he is the founder and CEO of East Coast Sports Investors, a sports investment firm specializing in strict money management skills to help clients turn a daily and long-term betting profit. You know that's what we're about. And my friends, since he graced us with his presence the last time, he only had one show. Now he's got three. He's got the breakfast bankroll. He's got the midday market report. And he's got the closing bell. He's got you covered from start to finish. And they're cashing tickets all day long over there, my friends. So without further ado, let's bring him on in. Professional sports betting analyst with over 45 years of experience in the industry. The legendary, the all-powerful, the all-knowing Mr. Jeff. Dawson. <laughs> Welcome in. I said, to my, again. I said to myself, there's no way they can outdo the first intro 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and, and he did it again. So I figure if I can get two shows a year per you know calendar year, this will be the third. Man, I don't need an intro. Who needs Michael Buffer? I got you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, I, I people thought I was playing around. I tweeted out. I said, hey, any low-level fight promotions need an extra guy on a Saturday? I'll announce, and then before you know it, you're going to see me in the Vegas lights out there taking Bruce's job, taking Michael's job. Hey, it's all residual over here, my friend. How you doing? How's everything? It's been a little while. I know we see you every week now, but uh been a while since our fans have seen you, our audience. What's, uh, what's new? What's the haps on the craps, my friend? Trying to nail down our... Uh annual vegas trip for march madness and mlb um we generally go out between two and three weeks at a time here um got a group of us that uh, do a lot of high stakes fantasy baseball at the bellagio um i usually invest in a few guys i, I don't have time i do the fantasy football and i can't do the baseball it's just too much and, and so between opening weekend between the fantasy baseball and the Sweet 16 weekend. Now we're just figuring out if we're going to stay out for the third weekend in the Final Four and come home April 4th, which, yeek, I don't know. That, 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 that's a, that's a three-week stint, which is a long time to be in Sin City. Yeah, the old pretty lights will take it out of you out there. I sure know. <laughs> the uh, the longest stint I've spent out there was a week, and I got back to Illinois after that, and I needed about a month to recover. I mean, then it wasn't really business for me back then. Now it's business. Now we're out there bumping elbows saying, hey, to everybody, we got a lot of connections out there. But goodness gracious, before about there partying seven days, sheesh, I can't. No way. I'd never do that again in my life. Um, but yeah, we're excited. Uh, potentially we'll be out there too. Can't wait to see you out there. So, uh, have some fun out there in March and anybody who's uh, tuning in might be out there too. We'll see you out there. Shout out, but Hey, let's, uh, let's get right on into it. Let's talk a little bit about all the sports happening, everything going. I got a couple of just key little talking points, but you know how we do it here. We just keep it high level. We're just, we're just a couple of guys talking back and forth. That's about it. You know, no suits over here. So, Hey, let's start it off. Super Bowl. What's going on? Uh, we got the Rams laying four uh, as the de facto road team, I guess, even though they are on their on their home field. Kind of weird. But Rams laying four and over under, I looked just a little while ago, looks like it's holding firm at 48 and a half across the market. Uh, anything off the bat kind of jumping at you? Any side you're leaning towards? Any alternate totals? Anything like that, Jeff? Well, before the playoffs started, we had uh, a boatload of 
49er futures to win the NFC and to win the Super Bowl in August and September. Had a handful of clients jump on, even in November, they got a bigger price there. Um, as the playoffs progressed, we took a swing with the Chiefs, plus 400. That was right before Cincinnati kicked off against Tennessee. So we made our stance that uh, Kansas City was going to beat Buffalo and then host the game. And it happened the way exactly we wanted to. The only problem is the Chiefs didn't show up for the second half. So that went up in flames. Uh, we did have a in Riley We Trust, and it was by default only Packers uh, Super Bowl ticket. But we'll Exit, get stage. Back Exit stage left. <laughs> yeah. the, the banana in the tailpipe again. Well, yeah. will never happen again, by the way. No. Uh, uh, but what we also did is we have a Rams future uh, plus 215. So I'm looking at, you know, they're right now minus 200 in the money line. I know you can get the Bengals at four and a half. Um, the total at 48 and a half. Here's how we do a Super Bowl. Two years ago, we said 30 to 20, and it was 31 to 20. Uh, I, last year, we nailed um, – the Bucks, we had the Bucks total exact, but we didn't have the Kansas City number. Mm. Um, one of those opening numbers is going to be spot on. Now, is it the actual 50-51, which is, was the actual total, and now it's down to 48 and a half? Wow. Uh, talk to some people at Westgate Superbook, listening to them. Their actual true number for this opening line was two and a half. So they weren't sure really where the market was going to be two and a half, three. They opened it at three, three and a half, got pushed to four, four and a half. Public's like 75% in all, all in on Joe and Chase. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to stick to my plus 215. I don't need to, you know, I could get cute and take the Bengals and hope the Rams win by, you know, four, three, two or one. Mm -hmm. Currently standing pat there. I'm going to say this now. I think the game goes over. I, I really do. I think everyone that took an under ticket from let's say 50 and a half uh on is going to be a losing proposition and if i had to put a gun to my head right now uh i'll give you 31 20 31 21 uh rams right now i think you can get a good price on the rams team total um just like I says, I expect the game to be 52, 53, 54, somewhere in there. So every under ticket will go down in flames. I definitely agree with you on that for sure. I, I'm not sure if I'm all the way sold on it going over. I, I think so. I think I am. It just seems so damn low. Like I just, I don't know why they would set it so damn low. Maybe I guess it is just everybody wanting them to buy in on the under, but I'll dive into some uh, thoughts I got on props and special stuff on that. Mags, you got anything uh, right off the jump? Feel you've been sitting over there. What you got as far as a uh, little NFL action? Well, uh, Jeff, I guess as far as, I mean, you mentioned as far as a couple that you hammered in. How do you, is it more of an eye test? And I'm talking about whether it's midseason or, you know, middle of the playoffs. As far as hammering in a future play um, or if you typically, maybe this, was, this year is a little different, maybe you stay away. How do you view those? Is it more of an eye test or do you lay out? you know, what your expected path for them is. And maybe someone's like, oh, you're kidding me. You're not taking this team. And, and in your eyes, it's like, okay, well, that I think that team is going to have a tough matchup and lose before they run into this team. How do you view those midseason futures and the confidence level to hammer them in? Before the last couple of years, I mean, you would always have to have your money tied up for six, seven, eight months, you know, especially if you did baseball futures or anything. And now some of these sports books are getting out of control. I saw... Um, one of them about one of the coaches 
and they hit it. Mm. They won. And they said that they weren't cashing. They called it correct, a winner, but they weren't paying out till the first full, you know, the first game of the season, which is into mm. September. So they're going to hold your money for another nine months. I'll be like, so a lot of people don't have the bankrolls or they have the, the flexibility to tie up all their monies. So, mm. so back to the Niners, I really like the Niners. I thought the NFC West was the toughest division was going to be. I mm. thought the Niners were going to do what the Rams did, to be 100% honest with you. So I was afraid if I didn't get my monies in early, if they got out to like an Arizona start, 7-0, you're never going to get that number. So, you know, you're talking 11, 12, 13, 14 to 1, and then some bigger prices. So I figured that was a good spot there. As for the playoffs, I got to be 100% honest with you. I, I liked the Niners to get by Dallas. I was in a no-lose situation because I had a Packers and Niners, so I was getting to the dance in the championship. Now, in the AFC, okay, I didn't have a horse in the game. So what happened was before kickoff of the Cincinnati-Tennessee game and the KC-Buffalo game, you could have got KC at 4-1 to or Buffalo at 450-1, to okay? I didn't think Tennessee or uh, the Bengals – the winner of that game wasn't going to beat the winner of those two games. And if the Bengals happened to win, the winner of that other game was going to host. So I figured it was a great time. I took a stance with Kansas City. We were blessed. And then we were stepped on the following week. So uh, I I test um, value um, seeing the road. And, and as you guys know, you, you got to kind of feel it. Listen, Joe was a great story. Okay, but but take it back to the Tennessee game. He got sacked nine times. Now, now he didn't get sacked once the following week. Hmm. Now, no one's talking about that. I got Donald on the left, and I got uh, Vaughn Miller to the right. I, I mean, I'll go in the middle and says they get at least four and a half, five sacks. That would be my guess on this Sunday. That's my personal thoughts as far as the Super Bowl, my friend. I mean, I like the way you talked about it as far as kind of uh, as far as the futures go, kind of a combination of everything. Because that's one thing I like to do is, is lay out the path. It's easier, easy, whether it's preseason or middle of the season, to just kind of pick out a team that's playing well uh, and say that they're going to go all the way. And then it's another thing to actually, okay, well, they're going to run into this team here, 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 and here. Do they match up well against them? So I, uh, I definitely like the thought process there. Go ahead, Cole. Take it away from me. Yeah, man, I uh, I was just kind of thinking about uh, what we were talking about earlier, too. And just as far as um, kind of taking a side here and, you know, I got the I got the Super Bowl ticket that the Rams ticket, the twenty two hundred ticket I bought in August. I think it was right in August or beginning of September. We were still doing the um, the uh, NFL Previous. spectacular. Yeah. yeah, whatever those what we call them. Yeah, you know the drill. Um, and, you know, so I'm almost leaning like maybe I'll just kind of figure out what it would be arbitrage wise and just hammer in the Bengals money line and just kind of sit back with my feet up and eh, whichever side wins wins. And then I'll just get into a boatload of props. So. Well, well, I'm going to interject right there. I have a a good friend of mine uh, that reached out and I don't know when he bought it, but he has like $87 on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. That's going to pay him like $7,000. And, and, he asked me what to do, and I'm like, listen, I don't know what your bankroll is. I don't know mm. what the situation is, mm. with where you're placing these wagers. I mean, common sense would be put 3000 on the Rams money line, right? You're going to win 1500 
if they win, you only had $80 invested on the other side. So you're technically netting yourself, you know, 14 to one on the money. Because right. uh, if you take the Rams minus the four, four and a half, and they win by one, two, or three, you're not guaranteeing yourself anything. Huh? <laughs> the other thing, which is sketchy, but you can play in-game. Now, here's the problem, okay? Hmm. If the Rams get out 7 nothing, 10 nothing, 13 nothing, you have no outs now. If the Bengals get out 7 nothing, 10 nothing, now you go in with the Rams plus 3 at plus 150 or something, and yeah. you have outs. But you want to make sure this. You want to make sure, A, your ticket's covered, and B, you're going to net yourself at least a couple units. Yeah, you can pick a side. If you like the Rams, right, and, and you're, you're going to net yourself a 1000 you know, throw a couple bucks on the other side. Just say you profited. The, the whole key here is profit. That's right. it. Right. Right. We always talk about that, too. Like at the end of the day, I mean, hey, we're all trying to just turn a uh, little bit of a coin in this racket. So whatever allows us to do that, we will uh, definitely do. I like the couple angles you said there. So hopefully uh, he stumbles upon this, sees it in one way, shape or form or the other kind of uh, has an idea what he can do. Or maybe you guys out there, you're in a similar situation and like, ah, what do I do? I've been holding on this ticket forever. Wise words, as always. Wise words from the legendary Jeff Dawson. But hey, I talked about uh, props a little bit, and nothing super jumping off the screen at me. Um, I pull it up my sports book over here real quick. I was just kind of stumbling through a couple of key things. Maybe would be interesting to talk about. Um, first things first. You know, everybody loves a good touchdown score. You got anybody? Just anybody who maybe got some plus odds that you've been looking at. Maybe it's not not the Jamar Chase, not the oh, you know, uh, the Cooper Cups, the Cam Akers, the Joe Mixons. Anybody been flying under the radar? I mean, you hey, you said this total's going over. So who's one of those under the radar guys might squeak in the old end zone there? Well, I, I, I don't know exactly what the numbers are, and it kind of sort of based upon injuries on both of them. I don't think Higby's playing, so Blanton, you're not going to get the plus 12,000 to mm. score the first touchdown there. Um, what is it? Uh, anytime touchdown is 244 uh, Blanton, Blanton, and then uh, first touchdown score, you are getting plus 1,500. So not too I bad. Mean, obviously, that would be worth the swing. And then you go over to the Cincinnati side, and I don't think Azuma is going to be able to play either. Mm. And I don't know who they're going to wheel out there at tight end. Um, so Maybe. that would be an interesting one as well. I think that's going to be Drew Sample is from what it looks like. Because on both sides here, on FanDuel, they have um, Kendall Blanton and Tyler Higby right next to each other. Same odds on both the first touchdown score and any time. And then same spot, Uzama and Sample, both 2,400 odds for first touchdown score. And then anytime touchdown score, I'm, I'm guessing they're probably right around the same as well. Uh, yeah, plus 360. So they're even worse than that. But I, I told Mags a few few times over the last, uh, last few Friday shows that we had when we had the opportunities to bet on uh, Cincinnati. I was like, man, I love Uzama to get in the end zone, man. They just they run those weird little plays for him, and defenses just lose him. So it's funny you mentioned that. Maybe Drew Sample is worth a little bit of a look, a little plus 360, something around in that ballpark. Mags, do you have any uh, any anytime touchdown scores or any props you were looking at? 
As far as that market specifically, nothing, nothing crazy. The one guy that we've been talking about, partner, that they're starting to adjust his odds a little bit, but still keeping him plus money, uh, is Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, mm. I mean, he's been playing mm. really, really well lately. He's still sitting on FanDuel on plus 125. I don't know that I'm hammering him in quite yet um, sure. before looking through a few more things. But, I mean, over the last few weeks, partner, we've been seeing him, what, plus 160 to plus 175, and now they're mm. starting to adjust a little bit down to plus 125. That would be my uh, uh, personal angle, at least for plus money for sure. I like where your head's at there, man. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I, I'll say this, too, and he's not a tight end, but he's got the body for it is T. Higgins. So, so you know, again, you know, I know, listen, uh, Ramsey's going to be on chase. And, and it, even there, as soon as he's single-covered, it, it's just an eyeball, and they're going to throw the ball on you. It doesn't matter. Unless Revis Island was covering him, you know, he's going to throw the ball over there. So, um Keep an eye on, you know, T, because, again, he does have that frame of a tight end. Uh, I'm a big Tyler Boyd guy as well. Again, here, here's I, I was talking about this earlier on our show this morning. The whole world, you know, is going to put their chests on because they got an every-time touchdown by Cooper Cup. Okay, bravo. You know, uh, you know <laughs> and, 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 you know, all year I had to listen to, you know, oh, I have Cooper Cup over seven and a half receptions. Oh, I got Cooper Cup over 89 and a half. Yards. And, and it's just like, it's chalk, not even chalk sandwiches. Why don't you start your own elementary school? All the chalk that I'm seeing here, right? <laughs> it, it, it's just, guys, do some work. I get it. Listen, I, I understand it's part of the business and it is what it is. But, you know, I heard a prop that it just caught my eye. I'm like, Wow, this is a fun prop, and you're getting buku money on it, okay? A player to score eight points on one possession. The octopus. The octopus, courtesy of our friends over at Circus Sportsbook. You are correct. I have my eye on that as well. So you got to get the touchdown and the two-point conversion. And you know what? So if let's just say Cincinnati's getting blown out and he hits Chase up into the end zone, you know we're just going to give him the old lob again to get Mm. – no. And, 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 you know, the same thing, OBJ with a spectacular touchdown catch, go for two, and then he, you know, just goes to the pylon or something. You know, those odds, you know, you go to Superbook, there's 430 props. Grab the props with the plus money, guys. That's mm-hmm. all. Have some fun with it, some beer and pizza. If you pop one at plus 500, six one, have a day. You know, you don't want to be running around. You know, someone talked about Stafford scoring a touchdown, you know, uh, uh, you know, Joe scoring a touchdown. And if Joe's running for his life, he might be able to break one in there. So just words of wisdom. That's all. I saw a little uh, a little something floating around. It was only one ticket I saw floating around, but it seemed like old points bet sportsbook was sweating it a little bit more than they needed to. Joe Burrow to score, score the first touchdown of the game. Um, they had a, It was only like a $100 wager on it, but it seemed like they were sweating that a little bit more than they needed to. So maybe a little something about there. I don't know. Just who, who am I? I'm but a humble messenger. Don't, don't, I'm, don't hold me to it. I don't know if I'm hammered in yet, but something to think about. Um, I'm trying to see here if there was any game props. I know we talked about it on... Um, or, or you brought it to, to Jeff's show, Max, the, yeah, uh, the, the, touch, the touchback. Well, I was looking into it, and, and I you just talked about plus money, Jeff. And I last year, I could have swore that the for it to be a touchback was at plus money. And apparently, because it, it, I look back far enough, and I, I guess it just wasn't. I think it was like minus 120. Well, they wisened up a little bit this year. I think it's at minus 164 last I saw it, somewhere in there. So, I mean, it virtually has no value whatsoever. So almost at that point in time, 
you got to kind of think about maybe they're going to bring it out. Maybe everybody's kind of banking on last year's trends because, I mean, last year was the biggest bet Super Bowl ever. I mean, we, let's take a minute to talk about that. How how much of a handle is the Super Bowl going to generate? I mean, are we talking into the millions here? Are we talking into the, 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 the multiple millions? I mean, what, what, what do we think? We got any guesses here, boys? I, I, I just know that New York's spitting out the B word and, and uh, you know, I talked at length about the fact that that's all the guys in New York were doing is they were taking the local transit and they were jumping on the bus and they were going over to the bridge. And once they got into New Jersey, they could place their wages at FanDuel, never get off the bus and just go back to home to New York and their bets were placed. Well, now they don't have to do that. But here's a funny story. Mm. You can't bet New York College. I That's what I heard. I don't fact this, but you can't bet New, New York College in New York. Like I can't go to... Uh, mohegan or um foxwoods and bet any connecticut college games okay mm -hmm. but if you're in new york and you wanted to bet a new york game then you hop on the bus and you go into new jersey and you bet it and if new jersey you can't bet on rutgers but you can jump on the bus and go over to new york and bet on rutgers scarlet knights and then come back so i don't have no idea what these numbers are going to be i i just know that they're just it's I'm going to say it's out of control. It's passed out of control, but mm. it's the way they advertise it. It's the way they market it. They're getting every Tom, Dick, and Harry say, hey, put $100 in. We're going to give you 1000 back. Don't worry right. about it. Bet right. $5 on the Rams. If they score one point, you win $1,000. I mean, it's just it's not going down the right path, uh, as you would say, rabbit holes. Uh, that is for sure, my friend. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I, I definitely think it could be into the 10 to 15 billion range. I mean, with with how many states are becoming legalized now with just uh, I, I can't even fathom. And I mean, OK, so what what are we dragging our feet here, boys? If I mean, if there is all this money floating around like well, we should have a sports book in every damn stadium, we should have all the I mean, what are, what are we doing? What are, what, what are we doing here? I, I don't know. Some some way I'm not seeing allocation of resources like I believe we should. But hey, who am I? I want to bring up one more prop. We talked about the, the shortest prop again. I think it's under a yard or whatever. Oh, or yeah. One and a half yards. Again, it's the old uh, personal foul PI in the end zone. So they spot the ball at the one. And usually every Super Bowl, there's one of those there. But I wanted to bring this up. I've talked about for weeks about McPherson with Cincinnati. Ooh. And, and the kid's just been money McPherson. And, yeah. and, and he's one of the reasons why the Bengals are here. Um, and I'm going to just say this. And anyone listening or watching, I want you to go to YouTube and look at the last two weeks of Gay, the kicker for um, the Rams. He is one of the most accurate, and he's got one of the biggest legs in the game. Well, he's chunked. 247 yards i mean coming up short on one mm. and and it looked like one of my drivers on the other that went to the right okay it's like when you get to the tee box and you hit behind the ball mm. and hit it fat that's what he's doing okay so i'm he's still at home the kid's got a leg like no tomorrow i think there's a prop there will there be a made field goal of 55 yards or over I would take the over. I think because especially come before okay. the end of the half, they're going to line one of these guys up there from 57, 58, even 60 if they have an opportunity. Okay. I mean, it's in a dome. I mean, why not? And we don't know even if it's late in the game to tie it up. I mean, they'll bring McPherson out at any time, and I think they'll do the same game. 
Okay, so speaking of final or ending or going into a half, how about going into the end of the game? I might have just come across something here, boys. Talk about a little pizza and beer money. Last play of the game to be a QB kneel. No is at plus 166. Maybe we got a little shootout, a little bad. That's all the Bengals have been doing is doing shootouts, and I'm telling you, I know that Rams defense is good. I know they got Donald coming off of that side. I know they got Vaughn over there. I know they got Floyd running crossing routes up the middle. I understand. But Joey Ice Cold has been lighting it up, my friend. He is undefeated in these games since college. He's thrown like 29 touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean... How can you argue with that? I feel like it's going to be a walk-off, something insane. Somebody kicks it. I mean, it's it's how their whole playoff run has gone so far. You're giving me plus 166 on that and a little bit of – I can I sit around for the whole game and have a little bit of fun at the very end? I might have to buy into that, boys. And you you probably could look around and get a draw at halftime or a draw in the mm. final. I, I, I mean, people have been hammering those. And uh, how many um, walk-offs have we had in the playoffs? I mean – it's like OT Central, I, I, and there's no reason why this isn't another one. I don't know. A couple of years ago, when the Rams played the Patriots, everyone was expecting some big, high-scoring game and going to be a shootout at the OK Corral. OK Corral, and it was like watching paint dry. It was like the most boring thing in the world. And, and I think the Rams and McVeigh will have a little more on their plate to say, "All right, guys, let's show you where we are now." Because He's got trust in Stafford. It's not Goff throwing those. Mm. So, and, and the only thing Joe knows how to do is to score, score, score. I, I, I mean, I, I, that's why, again, why I lean the over as well there. Sure enough. Yeah, I uh, I like where your head's at. I like the stuff. We Hey, we covered a whole bunch. I mean, it's already been 28, 29 minutes here, Jeff. I mean, we, we get us three together, and it's just, hey, take the over. It's hot. <laughs> we're, we're gone. I mean, we're gone. You might as well. It is a runaway train when these three get together. Now, hey, I want to mention something. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about this after the show a little something. We got that Super Bowl special coming up here uh, Saturday or Friday, whatever we're doing, Mags. You know, we haven't really yeah. fully talked about it. Obviously, time of recording right, right. Monday. This is going to be on Wednesday, so everybody's going to be like, what the hell are you guys doing? Uh, but maybe we'll have a little uh, guest appearance. Jeff Dawson rolls on through for a little while, pops in. He says, hey, what's up? You know, we're thinking about, we're thinking about doing a little uh, evening special. Maybe watch Saturday evening college basketball hammer in some live plays there and also talk about Super Bowl going into Sunday. So maybe a little something fun. Maybe we'll have you on as a guest, Jeff. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I, I'm not leaving the office till Monday night Love when it. I got to go lace Love them up it. and do a little bowl. Love it. Oh, we, I, I know we got a uh, solid 300 shooter down there all the time. I know this guy over here. He tosses the rock. I love it. I love it. All right. Hey, we'll save uh, We'll save all the uh, rest of Super Bowl talk when we do the special. And they obviously save some of your nonsense and all, the, all of your wisdom for when you do your own shows too, Jeff. So we'll move right on along. Uh, something we all love and uh, have been absolutely hammering in left, right, and center. Little success here, little non-success there. Hopefully, we're trying to find more of that success. College basketball. Um, you ask us all the time, so I'm going to flip the script on you, Mr. Dawson. You like to put us on the hot seat. How have you been navigating this uh, treacherous track that has been the college basketball season at this point? I, I think about 30 seconds ago, who would you say the um... – Starting QB was for the <laughs> Actually, we had a four and one weekend. We're very happy and content there. We hope to have found some stuff. Um, listen, now 
we talked on Thursday uh, and the obvious for us and you know is just not been coming in and we you talked at length and you're like saying i'm not buying it anymore the banana and the tailpipe mm. and you've made a stance and you've made a great run uh even yesterday uh as we were putting together our action parlay um 75 70 75 80 split on houston against cincinnati yesterday and the line went from five to seven at tip off and, and I had Houston money line in our parlay, um, and I, I had Wyoming, but I lost the NC uh, the NBA game. Speaking of just a, a little nugget for everyone listening, NBA favorites over the weekend fourteen and zero. I mean, the public just cleaned up again, fourteen and zero ATM, um, which is disgusting. So, so I says I'm going to outshot the public. I'm going to outshot them. I waited all day to release this. I am fired up. I got home, sent out the alert. I'm all set. I go onto my uh, my spreadsheet and I look first flash. Houston twenty to three. Thanks for playing. I'm like, are you twenty to three? Listen, <laughs> us three could have blew, laced up, and I I could have got us four points. I mean, what? yeah, nah, I, I, I had. You. Hey, I took Cincinnati plus the six. It smelled to me too. I liked the plus the six. And then I, uh, I did the same thing with, uh, with Georgetown and Providence. I made a stand back in December. You can go look at my Twitter. I haven't deleted it. I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong. I said, don't you dare bet against the American dream and Ed Cooley. And I dared yesterday and he kicked me square in the teeth. Jeff kicked me square in the teeth on Sunday, but I said, man, this just doesn't look right. It's moving to seven. And then well, what is going on here? This doesn't make any sense. I mean, obviously, cash the under, nice, easy, no sweat. I hopped into spaces right before I hammered in that ticket, and I heard some guy say, yeah, I'm going to hammer in the over 151 and a half at plus 270 odds. This one's going way over, and I was like, let me get out of this bitch and hammer in that under right now. Like, what am I doing around here? Goodness gracious. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it's been crazy. Max, what what uh, what are you seeing, man? What's going on? I know I know you've been trying to stay out of it a little bit, but it's been it's been some of the power conferences for you. See, I mid-major king. I stay out of them. So what do you got for power conferences? Yeah, man, it's it's kind of like that where I you've kind of held that stance of not buying all this fishy nonsense. And I had a nice day Saturday uh, trying to navigate around nonsense and find spots that weren't quite nonsense but still made sense to me. And, uh, yeah, I've been staying away a little bit more, man. Um, I'm curious, especially on Sundays. I don't know if it's because I like NBA Sundays more or NFL Sundays more. And, I, and obviously there hasn't been as many power games on Sundays. That's the other proof on Sundays. What I'm curious about for either of you guys, um, and I'll give my two cents as well, what are we? What do you think we expect on this upcoming Sunday of college basketball before the Super mm. Bowl? And mm. maybe, Jeff, you've had some experiences with this. We've got a nice, respectable slate from 11 a.m. our time to 3 p.m. our time, a couple hours before the Super Bowl. Is that a business as usual day, whether it's for the average person, public, or for the books, or are we going to see some funny business, uh, whether or not people are even betting these games, uh, people are wanting some appetizers? What are we expecting here on on this upcoming Sunday morning, college basketball wise, before the Super Bowl? I'll give you a quick little story that will make you guys smile here to ear. 1985, bury the Bears, the Patriots versus your your beloved Chicago Bears. Patriots were getting 11 points. But, of course, there was the appetizers that you talked about. Okay, I was dead even going into Saturday, uh, into Sunday. 
And so I had to get lathered up. I, you know, here's 50 here, here's 75 here, I'm 0 and 2. All right, let me put 100 here, 150. Yeah, I love this game. Let me get 200 here. Well, we're getting up to kickoff, and I was down 700 going into the Super Bowl. So me, and now I was a freshman in college, guys. I didn't have two nickels to rub, and if I did, it went to the package store, okay? So there was no way I was paying a bookie. So, so I had to leave my house on the Cape, and I had to go up about 45 minutes. So I says, give me 750. Now, make it 800 on the Patriots plus 11. He goes, excuse me? I says, yeah, give me the Patriots plus 11. He goes, you know, you are the – now, this, these are big guys like in the North End, you know, those type of guys. He goes, just to let you know, you're the first person with a Patriot piece. And I was like, oh, that means I'm the winner, right? And I could hear those guys laughing a mile away. In the <laughs> oh, no. They're like, uh, we, they took the number from nine, nine and a half, ten, ten. And finally, a fish took 11, right? So, so I'm in the car listening to it on the radio, and Franklin kicks the field goal. We're up three, nothing. I am just like, yeah, I'm not paying him 700. He's going to have to pay me 100 on Monday. By the time I got to the dorm, I think it was 14 or 17 to 3. There was not enough beer. There it is right there. CLV, you're damn straight. It was not enough beer in Boston to drown my sorrows Monday morning. So um, there'll be plenty of action. And there's a lot of props tied up into those games. Um, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but let's just say um, the Celtics were playing. So, uh, you know, uh, Tatum... uh, let me see. Tatum, what's he averaging? About 26 points. So uh, Tatum plus a point. Uh, Tatum plus a half or Rams team total over, right? And, and, you know, a lot of people just like to tie that stuff up. Mm. I know from past experience it, it, it gets me into trouble. But but it, I'm telling you, you're going to see it's a big handle. It's business as usual, if not more. Sure enough. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I just uh, I pulled up the college basketball slate mags, and boys – UConn St. John's, Northern, I know, hey, this is me, this is for me, Northern Kentucky, Wright State, that's going to be a burner, that's going to be a burner, Maryland, Purdue, then you got Monmouth, Iona, Monmouth, Iona is going to be an MAAC battle, that's going to be six, Siena Ryder, UAB Old Dominion in uh, Conference USA, you got Nebraska, Iowa, Marshall and UTEP, Charlotte, Middle 10, Middle 10 and Charlotte's going to be bananas, UNC Greenville, Colorado State, Boise State, I mean, it's a full college basketball slate, I'm supposed to be worried about the Super Bowl as the mid-major king with all this stuff going on, wait, wait, what, what am I to do, what am I to do, I'm going to have to take out a loan to be betting all day long, what am I doing? Riley, by the way, you'd be proud of me. Saturday, I had Rutgers over Michigan State. Hey, there we go. Did, Coleman, hey. I threw it out of parlay. We barely missed that son of a... Oh, it was so close. It was so close. We did a... Uh, on our Cup of Joe on campus, Joe, we did... Or, or Jeff, we uh, uh, we went all the way through um, all the the entire slate. We went back and forth, and then I wrote down like six or seven games that, I, uh, that we had like talked about. Like, okay, let's go back to them and revisit them. And we found like five of them that we still were like, okay, we still really like this after the movement, after everything. We put them together and we barely lost. I think we lost by one leg, but Rutgers is one of them on it. And we said almost identical at the same exact time. We said, if it's not Rus- Rutgers, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what, what, what are we doing here? Why, why, why are we on this show if, we, if, if it's not Rutgers today? So, yeah, we, we had those two. I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad there's still a wagon at home. Only a few more opportunities we got to be back in those. I mean, what, six, five, six games we got left now in the college basketball season? So, before you know it, it's going to be madness. 
and you said I assume you're saying Purdue's going to be at Maryland on Sunday. Is no, that it's actually Purdue at home. Purdue oh, at home. Okay. Maryland Ooh. goes. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, because you know Purdue would have been, you know, minus four and a hook, and the line would have yep. been dropping. Yep. And yep. Twerps or nothing, and uh, yeah. and then we know what happens. Yep, and we would have had to talk about the twerps, and then we would have had to have that conversation and go down that rabbit hole and the banana in the tailpipe again and all the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, this is a rabbit hole. We don't need to go down, Jeff. We've been out it plenty of times. We'll stay out of it for this time around. Hey, that's you all talk, I got, Colin. Go ahead. You talked about Providence College, and God bless you in August, September, and, and the other team in the Big East, again, again, getting no respect is the Marquette mm. squad and the Jocko. Um, oh. No, the return of Shaka. And, and let me just say this is uh, I'm a season ticket holder to UConn. Uh, they have a game oh. tomorrow at the Excel Center at 630. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it. I have too much going on for work. But Ken Palm's got UConn minus five. Okay. So so now if you're not following UConn close enough, they were putting up 80 spots left and right. Their last two totals were in the 130s, 135, which is a dead sign to me they were in trouble. Mm. At home against Creighton, and then, of course, at Villanova. They have an opportunity to lose three in a row. Now, they're holding on at number 24 right now, okay? Do I expect them to win? The games at the Excel Center are so different than they are on campus. It, they just are. And, and it is an absolute must-win for UConn. Now, what I kind of led to here, and I wanted you guys' thoughts on this, is we talk about value, when to get in, when not to get in. We talked about future. I have an Auburn at 17, 18 to 1. I have an Arizona at 18 to 1. I have a UConn at 100 to 1. Um, you talked about, we did, me and Riley, Texas Techs of the world. You know, the when the when if a team's on fire, you missed your shot to get them. In other words, yep. you know, like UConn was 100 to 1. They got down to like 40 to 1. Now they're back to 70, 75 to 1. So my question to both of you guys is, is there any teams that you would say struggling now is a good opportunity to add a future into your stable? And I was going to tell the listeners, if you don't have a UConn future, okay, you're going to see this show on Wednesday. If they lose to Marquette and have lost three in a row, just put some beer and pizza money on them. I know they're good. Mm -hmm. I know they are, and they're long, and they got a scene. They got a um, veteran point guard. They have the makings. That last championship that Ollie won, that's the same makings this team's got. And it's Hurley's fourth year. They're not going to win the Big East uh, regular season. They probably won't win the um, win the tournament. But to project it as a sixth seed right now. So, but I just wanted your thoughts on maybe anyone out there that we could add to the stables or what you're looking at. As far as me, I, that was honestly going to be where my head went. I mean, my eyes snapped right to it. Them at plus 2,500 to win the tournament this year. I mean, that's always a dangerous Cats team. I mean, that's that's an Elite Eight team from what I've seen on the floor. They've just got a couple of bad bounces, a couple of bad breaks. So I like where you're at there. Also, I, you know, as Homer as it might sound from where what we saw last year, I, and they've been just so under the radar, but more consistent than a few good men on a rainy Sunday. Mick Cronin and the boys, the Bruins. I mean, the Bruins getting plus 2,000 odds right now, and you're telling me with very minimal losses and Johnny Zuzang being an absolute floor general now, you're telling me that they're not going to have an at least a Sweet 16 run? I don't know. So I like I like those two sprinkles right now, and also that Texas Tech too still. I'm not completely out on it, but Mags, what do you got? 
Yeah, I mean, you just said it that Texas Tech won, and I, the way I was talking with you on Friday, Jeff, as far as just feeling that the one through forty just is closer than it's at, or you know the top team compared to the thirty fortieth team. The gap is just so much closer than it's ever been, in my opinion. So, I I mean, it, can you talk me into Gonzaga, Auburn, Purdue, Kentucky winning the whole damn thing? Of course, absolutely. But is the value there, in my opinion? Not so much. Um, I like the UCLA thought. I, I personally think Houston is uh, not getting enough credit for what they're doing. Do I think they're going to make a run in the tournament? I probably going to be the same team that they've been when they're at this level right where they might make an elite eight run or something like that and surprise a, a few people that haven't been paying attention so i don't hate that sprinkle maybe one of these teams in the sec because i think there's just so many teams that uh at their best day not necessarily the sec but across the country that at their best day or if they can get hot for a few weeks can beat anybody in the damn world and so maybe alabama is a team that i know they just uh you know have some scuffles here and there but when they're on fire not to to get you losing your mind over there dude but whenever they're i mean they're a team and tennessee as well when those two teams are rolling at their peak they can beat anybody and i don't think that's a terrible sprinkle as well and and Um, i i was going to ask you guys because i'm late to the party but i've seen enough where you get Calipari some horses, and uh, you know what? Uh, you know, listen, they they on national TV. The Bama team is one of these teams. I'll tell you honestly, I'll go with them. And like you know, they started on Saturday, two for twenty-three from three, and they have no conscience. They're going to keep firing anyway. No, yeah. Go against them. Forget about it. They're seventeen for nineteen, and they can't. You know, the ball's not even hitting the rim. But this Kentucky team is dangerous. Yeah. They're dangerous. Hey, Nate Oates, my cousin Vinny, you know I love me some Crimson Tide, baby. You know I'm all about it. But not only two spaces below them before we move on are are that aforementioned Friar squad led by Ed Cooley and his elite staff right now, plus 8,000 for the Friars to win it outright. I mean, I know compared to all those teams that we just talked about, they seem very, very tiny coming out of the Big East. But with how they're playing, man, it might be worth a look as well. I like that for sure. Super Bowl, college basketball. We've been here 45 minutes. You got another show to get to after this. Holy shit, we want to hit NBA, NHL. We wanted to get a little cerebral. What are we going to have to do? Do version three here? Like, well, fuck, we only got so many episodes. What, what are we doing, Dawson? Oh, my gosh. Take the over. If you ever tune into a show, you see these three faces in the same spot together. Hammer the over. It ain't going under. I think you were going to have to do is this. is We're going to reach out to Dan Alexander. He's going to have to be the special co-host for the day and he'll just be plugging in your ear tell him tell that Dawson kid to shut we're going to a break tell him to shut up <laughs> I, I love it I absolutely love it electric electric hey we could go down about 15 more rabbit holes at NBA and NHL and college basketball and I love doing that with you but for the essence of time I got one more question and no sports betting no sports no nothing We've come to know you pretty well now, Jeff, and uh, I know I can speak for Mags. I, I respect the fuck out of you, dude. I, every bit, every your work, everything you do, uh, I mean, for real. We, we appreciate you and everything you do for us as well. And we've had some really, really solid conversations off air and uh, just as far as kind of that cerebral thinking. And, and we definitely have the same vision, same mindset for sure. And, you know, I think it'd be really cool for a lot of our audience to kind of get a taste of that side of Jeff Dawson. So, my friend... 
anybody to anybody out there chasing a dream, chasing a passion, or maybe just trying to check off that goal box. They've been going after it forever and ever and ever, and they can't get that damn check mark in that box, but they keep trying. What's your best advice for that person today? I I'm gonna do the the quick version here, and I know I'm long-winded and I apologize. I was at Merrimack College yesterday uh, for a show uh, for my daughter. And there was a senior on stage and they asked her why you chose Merrimack College. And her words, not mine, these are not mine here. She goes, well, every university that I looked at first, they asked me, how are you gonna change the world? Goes, when I get to Merrimack, Merrimack asked me, how do you want Merrimack to change your world? And I was like, whoa. Mm wait a minute here and so when it comes to chasing dreams guys um it's listen if you're not thick-skinned if you're not a grinder if you're not someone that just can't be motivated and listen i got more lumps and bumps than god listen this is this is makeup right here guys you know it's the, the soap that i use i i don't know what to tell you I, listen i know this i when you you're working for the man when you're working nine to five and, and i i don't want to say you get complacent um but i like to say it this way you're settling for less because i think so many people out there can do a lot better but they're just skating and getting by so for myself uh, I've always uh, wanted to, I think I can help. I think I can provide education. I think my story can help a lot of other people not make the same mistakes that I did. Uh, and, and I think there's something that people don't realize, and that's this, is when you wake up in the morning, okay, it's a 24 hours, that's all we have. And that's, you have 24 hours to make a difference, okay? But what people fail to realize is this is, if you're having a bad morning, maybe a bad two, three hours, your boss chewed you out, there's no almond joy in the vending machine and your milk is sour, okay? You can take a step back and reset. You had a bad morning, that doesn't mean you had a bad afternoon or a bad night. You can always hit the reset button. And, and just guys, believe in yourself, trust yourself. You know, I, you know, I think a lot of times, especially because of social media, we listen too much and worry too much about what every other uh, people are saying about them. Worry about yourself, put the blinders on, put your head down and just keep grinding. I love it. I love it. Nothing but wise words from the legendary Jeff Dawson, my friends. You missed any of it. Hit that rewind button. Slide that slider back that direction, not that direction. That would go forward. That goes backwards. Slide it all the way back so you can rewatch every bit of wise words. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Thank you so much, my friend. You are the man, the myth, the legend. We are so unbelievably honored and grateful that uh, we crossed our paths. Uh, we have more connections than a lot of people know. So for that, I am internally grateful. I know I can speak for Mags too. And uh, we look forward to V3 coming around the corner very soon. <laughs> but before we send you uh, off on your way, hey, my friend, anybody that uh, doesn't know, maybe this is the first time they're coming across you. Maybe they haven't seen us on your show or anything like that. Let them know, let it rip. Where can they follow you? Where can they follow ECSI? Everything in between, if they want to join your VIP community, anything like that in between. The floor, as you like to say, is all yours. Well, first and foremost, I'm the I'm blessed. I'm honored to have crossed paths with you guys. I mean, you make 
each day a blessing. I, I enjoy watching you guys' podcast every day. Uh, I'm learning. Trust me when I say that. I'm learning. And then you make my week even easier, you know, Thursdays and Fridays. I mean, it's plug and play. Shit, there we go. Instead of kid and play, we got plug and play. Plug and play. Uh, as for myself on Twitter at EC Sports Invest, um, on Instagram and Facebook at East Coast Sports Investors, you can run over to Twitch and YouTube at East Coast and Sports Investors as well. Subscribe, it's free. Tell a friend. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns, uh, send us an email at East Coast Sports Investors at gmail.com. Uh, we have some big stuff brewing uh, with these two guys right above here. We could be talking some live streaming, some in-game uh, props, wagers, what to do, what not to do. I mean, uh, the world is their oyster. I'm just the part of the clamshells. Trust me on that. Oh, man. We appreciate you to the moon and back. You see it. EC Sports Invest, East Coast Sports Investors, the legendary Jeff Dawson. Also, give his uh, co host, his partner, follow the legendary Scott Webb at uh, Webby MLB02. Am I right? Is that right? Webby 20 MLB, I think. What, Webby, yeah, I, got, I got list Dexia, Jeff. So, it, <laughs> you know, yeah, something around in there. I know, it's, I know I was close. Either way, once again, thank you so much, my friend. We appreciate all your wise words, your time, your energy, everything in between. Absolutely electric volume two to all of you on the opposite side of the screen. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by. I say it on TTL pod all the time, but thank you for stopping by, sharing your time, your energy with us, for your likes, your follows, your views, your subscriptions, everything. It allows two goofy guys to keep showing up every day and making content for you. So thank you so much for all you guys do for us. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have any other plans. For myself, your host, Colton, Captain Colt Soroka. For my co-host, Riley, our mags, Magnuson, our mags to riches. And below us, the legendary Jeff, JD, cash and tickets left, right, and center, Dawson. We hope you have, once again, a terrific rest of your day. And as always, make sure you get any best bets that any of these three guys have on the screen. Hammered in right now so you can stay with us at the end of all of our content. Let's cash some tickets. Thank <laughs> you.